Hey, this is Jocelyn and welcome to my number four in Jocelyn's Morning Coffee Talk. <laughs> and I'm really kind of excited today because um, I am reading uh, or actually watching a video um, from um, Lisa Nichols. And it's uh, I'm going to post the link to it because it's on YouTube. So I'm going to go ahead and post the link to it um, in in the, the description box after I get done here. Um, but it's an interview with Lewis Howes uh, of Lisa Nichols. And she's, of course, talking about abundance thinking. And so much of what she talks about really connects with me. Um, uh, there's there's so much that is similar yet different we, yeah, the, about her experience and my experience. But, you know, it really talks a lot about how our thinking from our youth from when we were kids has created what we think about abundance and wealth today. Um, a little bit, you know, about her is that she struggled. She came from, I think she said, South Central uh, LA. Um, I was in a different part of Los Angeles County that was, you know, a little bit more affluent, but still had a lot of the similar kinds of thinking that was going on, especially in the idea of, of, of spirituality um, and faith and how that faith reinforced the idea that, you know, wealth is the root of all evil and, and that, you know, people who have money are greedy and bad people. And that, um, um, the culture around me that, that at that time in, in the, the sort of laid back beach community was sort of kicked back and enjoy life, but, you know, not really and achieving things through spiritual growth. You know, that was my, you know, I grew up Catholic. So it was really about the spirituality and how my, my whole life is really focused on the spiritual side of things and faith. And, and that, that is where real wealth is, which is true too. But as she says, Wealth or abundance is 360. If we're only in one area, then we're not really getting the whole 360 idea of abundance. And I really, I really like that. Um, she talks about sitting at the feet of wisdom leaders, um, that people have, um, you know, people who have been alive longer have more wisdom. <laughs> and I've, I've always loved hearing the stories of other people ever since I was a little girl. There was a, a woman that lived up and around the block. I think it was Mrs. McIntyre. And she would do um, little little um, Christian things where she would call the kids in and, and around the block and she'd give us cookies. And, <laughs> and we went there for the cookies, but she gave us, she preached to us too, but she was awesome. But I just, I loved listening to her. And, and, and that was sort of the start of listening, sitting down and just listening to people older than me, tell me their stories. And, and I think that's why I love storytelling myself is because um, it's like, I, I got to get this information from people about these stories. Um, she then talks a little bit about, you know, her, her experience of having to eventually be in a place where she was needing to get assistance. And she looked at her child and said, you know what, uh, no more. Um, and we all hit that point at some place with whatever it is, right? We're all different. Um, for some of us, you know, for me, it's always been about wealth or money the money aspect of wealth, because you can have wealth in different areas. You know, I think what she calls abundance in different areas. But um, for me, you know, it's the, the I've always struggled with this idea of money and what it means to have an abundance of money. Um, and so um, she ta says where wherever our mindset is, our bank account will follow. 
And I thought that was a really cool quote because, you know, if our mindset is that, you know, money is the root of all evil, you know, and, and, it, and we're greedy if we, have too, if we have a lot of money, then we're never going to seek that. But then that, that, that follows down to our kids too. And then they don't have what they want, especially in the world that we live in today where there's so much struggle around finances. And I, I, I look at this in me and, and I talk to, to my team member, Heather, who's married to my son. And she talks about, you know, how, how Phil struggles with this idea of money. He can do numbers. He's a, he's a software programmer. He can do numbers and all kinds of stuff. Fine. But you attach it to this thing of called money and it's like, it goes away. There's a lack of understanding about it, how to get it, you know, how to keep it, that kind of stuff or whatever. And, and he gets that from me, right? That's what he learned in from me when he was little in our culture. And so it's such an aha that, you know, the first thing you have to do is you have to change your mindset, right? Um, she talks about that there are different factors that influence how we end up having our, our, our mindset or our thinking around money um, and wealth. It is spiritual. It can be geographical, you know, what's going on in, in our region. It can be cultural, right? What's happening in my culture of, of Catholicism and my family and their backgrounds and where they were at maybe even politically uh, at that time. Um, and this would have been the, the 60s and 70s, right? Um, in that, that time of, 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 you know, rebellion and change from what was before to the newness, almost kind of where we are right now in this, in this time of change. Um, and, and, uh, it tells us what money is and what financial freedom means. And, and, and in a way we were, um, I became so focused on, on the spiritual aspect of it, um, and, and seeking spiritual, you know, freedom in a way, uh, which has its own restrictions that I ended up just understanding, but it is really about, you know, changing that mindset. And so there becomes, there comes a moment when change becomes a must, right? And this last year became mine, where when my husband left me, um, I had gotten to a point where, you know, I had become fairly successful as a professor. Um, and then uh, I met my husband and my focus became on him. And um, over time, because of different things that were going on in academia, my opportunities shrank. And plus, I moved away from the college that I was at to, to be with him because he had been in the military. Uh, and so, you know, things shrank and I was having a difficulty finding more and more positions. And I, I applied to everywhere. Right. Well, was the universe telling me you need to go in a different direction, Jocelyn? <laughs> so, you know, um, my financial dependence was on him. And I think that just became too much of a stress for him. I think that was one of the factors that was part of this whole thing, which is a whole nother story that I will tell another time. <laughs> but when he left me and I realized that, you know, I had been dependent on him and my life was, was crumbling and how was I going to keep my house? How was I going to survive? Those kinds of questions. I, that became my must. And that's when I started on this journey, right? And so when change becomes a must, and at that point, you know, for her was when she was on assistance and she looked at her son and said, no more. And, and that's when she really, you know, became the magnificent woman that she is. Um, and so what she didn't know was how, how do I create abundance of wealth in my, you know, especially financially in my life? 
So I love the explanation she gave for abundance. This just really visually clicked for me. Abundance is an overflow. And she gave an, an example of a teacup and a saucer. And when you have an abundance, you know, you're putting the, the water in for the tea and it starts to overflow the, in the cup into the saucer, right? And she says, I use my cup for me and what's in the saucer to give to you or to give to others. And I thought that is such a cool explanation because we can have what we want and have what we need. But if we have an abundance, that means we can give more to others. It's like we can give even more spiritual you know, help to others if our spirituality is overflowing. If we have more money that's in abundance and overflowing, we can give that in a way that impacts the world towards, for me, a humanistic and earth-centered world, right? If we have an abundance, that means we can support our kids in their dreams. And so it just made such a huge, like, boom, you know, visually aha for me that, you know, having that visual example of the teacup and the saucer. Um, and, and, um, so what she did is she realized, what do others know that I don't know? And that's where she went on that. She decided she was going to be a hunter. And for me, you know, because I'm a gamer, <laughs> I'm on a quest, right? I'm a, on a quest to silence the villains in our heads so we can hear the superhero in our hearts. And part of that has been a quest of going to all these different people and, and un, trying to understand and learn what do they know that I don't know. And that's the same kind of thing that she was doing. And she said the very first thing was mindset, which, you know, absolutely, you know, resonates with me because as I mentioned yesterday, everything I start with, all my courses start with mindset change because that's what I had to change first was my own mindset. And I'm so sorry, my nose is running again. I have allergies and there's my cat. Um, and so she, she knew she had to learn something different. Um, she had, and she states, we have to learn at the cellular level, right? We learned this when we were growing up, starting when we were very little, like three through 10, right? That's when we learned so much about our belief systems, our worldview. And so we almost have to go back to that and replace that knowledge at the cellular level with what's going on. So it's like re repetition, doing it over and over again, right? Or going and learning from different people. And you're gonna, and I'm hearing so many similar things from many, many different people. But when we get it from different people, it's like with the teacup and saucer, it's like something just sort of visually clicks or mentally clicks or spiritually clicks or whatever it is. It, so that's why hearing it from different people can be really important. Um, we have to change what we learned. I love this. We have to divorce and evict the old thinking, right? I'm so sorry. Um, and so abundant thinkers think a different way. She says there is also a cost in willing to do. If what we've been doing hasn't created the abundance in our life that we want, then we have to change what we're doing and we have to be willing to do it. And a lot of that has to do with time, has to do with changing the way we think. It has to be willing to talk and listen to others who have been successful. Um, it has to be willing to get up earlier, uh, to go to bed earlier, if that's what that means, to do more each day, to put more into it, to play fewer games, <laughs> to watch less TV, um, to eat different foods, to do different things, whatever that might be. And that's what we learn 
from the wisdom of other people who have already gone through it, who have already experienced, who have already applied it. That's who we end up learning from. Um, we are the culmination of all of our decisions and actions. No one else is responsible for our life. You know, this is something I have also always really understood in me, but not necessarily always to the point of at the cellular level, right? But, you know, it really is. We are the culmination of all of our decisions. So, you know, if we don't have the wealth, that's, that's on us. If we don't have the relationship, that's on us too, right? All of it is on us. But the great thing about it is that means that we're the ones that can change it. No one else can change it for us. Only we can. And we have that capability and potential within our own lives to do that. So what we have to do then is do what people who are su successful are doing. <laughs> Read, be open, let the ego go. <laughs> Just say, I don't freaking know and get those answers. That's my quest. That's my quest. That's why I do these is because Really, to be honest with you, I learn more by speaking it and teaching than I do just by reading. So if I'm actually going through something and in a way that I know I'm going to teach it to somebody else, like through these videos, then I learn it better. And then I learn it a second time when I'm saying it out loud. And then I learn it a third time when I review my own videos. And so it's like this, this three-way learning process, which for many people can be the best way of learning. So that, that's why I do these. <laughs> but also to impact other people because I can bring some information and bring it into a nutshell. Um, so do what other people who are successful are doing. Keep going over it until it becomes you. Um, you have to push non-negotiable. Um, Sometimes I can't read my own writing. Um, so basically, um, uh, uh, it's the idea that if if you decide that this is the, the what you're going to do, that anything that doesn't put, move you in that direction, it goes away, right? Or if you say you're going to get up at 6.30 in the morning, no matter what, when that alarm goes off, you get up at 6.30 in the morning or 6 or 5.30 or 4, whatever that is, that for you to be able to do what you want to do, what you're learning. And then the last quote that I have for this section, it's a, it's a really long video, so I'm breaking it down to three days. I'm going to do it today, tomorrow, and the next day. Um, so the last quote that she has, you can't take the elevator to the top. There ain't nothing but stairs. <laughs> and I love that, right? We're all looking for this, the, 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 the button, you know, the, 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 the quick button that's going to get us there quickly. And there is no quickly. You know, it's hard work. Whatever we decide to do, it's hard work. We learned all these things over time in our lives through whatever happened to us and to change it at that cellular level. One, that's hard work and finding that information. And then two, putting it into action and creating that abundance in our life. And especially for me, the wealth side, because of my history, that's hard work. And it's there. You got to take the stairs. There's no easy button because even if you let's say you I won the lottery, right? That doesn't that doesn't ensure that I'm going to be set for life. Because so, most people who win the lottery in a few years are broke again, right? So it's the mindset. It's changing that mindset and then putting it into action. So that is my quick hit with Lisa Nichols. I just love her. I'm going to, again, post the link to the original. It's about an hour and a half um, video of a podcast that, that she did with uh, Lewis House. 
And I would encourage you to take a look at it. But I will continue my journey of going over her information tomorrow with the next segment. So if you please, you know, super would be would be super, super helpful, helpful if you would hit like and click subscribe. That would be awesome. And I would greatly appreciate it. And I hope you have a wonderful day and celebrate life and soar free.